lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome, pissed off, full of some, I'm fighting for my soul, God get at you boy, you try to go God fall back, I go hard, on this lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome, pissed off, full of some. Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're talking about the season finale, uh, season three, episode 13, Slaughterhouse. Whoa! This is it, man. We this made is the last it. episode. We did it. My death march is over. <laughs> yeah, you're down to only two podcasts a week now. Congratulations. Mm. Well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, do we want to go right into what we thought about this episode? Sure, why not? Okay, what'd you think? I thought it was... It didn't have any individual moment that was as good as Mag's death. Mm, yeah, I'm with you there. Overall, I think this episode was stronger than okay. the season finale of last season. Mm-hmm. And if you take the finale as a last four episode arc, <laughs> okay, because that's kind of what they traditionally do. You get the you get over the hill, yeah. and then sh- I think mm. season three was was much stronger. Not okay. that season two wasn't amazing. So I'm going to give. I want to give season three overall a notch above season two. Wow. All right. See, I didn't, uh, I don't get me wrong. This was an awesome episode, uh-huh. but like you said, I don't think it hit the high that it did with Mags Bennett there at the very end, killing herself. Uh-huh. Uh, spoiler for season two, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, and while I did feel that the episode overall was really, really good, it wasn't enough to outweigh that one moment with Mags. So I still give it to season two. You think season two is better overall? Uh, ooh, that's rough because they did the build up in this one really well yes. with the plot. And there was hardly any uh, missteps. And, and like you said, the 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 final plot arc kind of has to be taken as a four episode thing because they resolved the real plot of this season pretty long ago. I mean, it was a couple episodes ago, right? What do you when mean? basically all of the cards are on the table, and now it's just it's been a, it feel it feels like it's been. I think it was three episodes ago where yeah. Quarles had his kind of like last legitimate shot. Mm-hmm. You know, took his best shot again at Boyd and all that kind of stuff, and it kind of it, yeah. it crumbled. So, and, and so I didn't feel like they were resolving so much plot here, but more characters. Like we we decided we want to get rid of Quarles, so he needs to go. We need to figure out how to do that. Yeah, it just turned into a, it felt like the last two episodes have turned into a manhunt. Yeah, yeah, definitely did this episode. It was a literal one. Like, like halfway through the season, we're like, shit, how's Raylan going to get out of here? How uh-huh. is the boy going to – well, we knew. There's – Carpetbag was on the ropes. Quarles yeah. is on the ropes. Uh, we kind of knew how things were going to wind down. It just hadn't happened yet. Yeah, the only thing we really got, I'd say, plot-wise here, um, I guess, is that Limehouse knew that Errol was a traitor mm-hmm. and wasn't actually – uh, throwing that idea out there, right? Uh, he, I think, Errol legitimately thought that the money was in the bank, and he was no. trying to screw Limehouse. I don't agree. I don't. I don't believe that. Then why does Limehouse tell him to get off the holler? Because of the war he started. That I mean, oh, Errol so it's did not the cross betrayal. him. Oh, that was a betrayal. Eh, a slight betrayal compared to the actual betrayal. <laughs> well, no, I think that was all done under under Limehouse's impromador. Okay. Uh, uh, in, in hmm. All right. So uh, there was a little controversy leading into this because several cable providers gave a plot uh, description, uh, which was after a death of a friend, Raylan goes on a frenzied manhunt or whatever. And a lot of people took that to be 
you know, because there's a little ambiguous. We got it wrong. I guess Boyd was in the final scene laying there. But a lot of people took that and the fact that, you know, widely speculated that several people were going to die to mean that, uh, uh, first of all, that it's kind of spoiled that the sheriff or the trooper, Tom, Mm -hmm. died. Yeah. Uh, But also, I think a lot of people took it to be like, oh, shit, is Boyd or... Well, that's the thing. If you you have to question... somebody like that. If you're questioning who died, it didn't spoil that Tom died. You can't claim both sides there. Sorry. You know? It's like, oh, well, we knew Tom died, but then why were you asking who else died? Well, I'm just... Who, I'm who just saying some about? people were a little little uh, upset. I got I know sure, Mike sure. and Adam had uh, posted stuff, and I don't think Adam was. I don't think either one of them are upset. They're just like, oh shit, what do that possibly mean? So, yeah, yeah. I try to avoid, you know, any of that stuff if I'm trying to really stay pure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad we don't have spoilers this time around. No, <laughs> for season so, four. Right. Uh, all right. Let's get into the recap. Uh, right off the bat, we find out that Tom died. Uh-huh. Uh, while while Raylan's examining the crime scene there. And the manhunt is on. They mm-hmm. go, as they typically do when a cop dies, they go full force to find yep. this guy. Um, and right now, who are they thinking shot him? Quarles. Because yep. that's what Johnny tells him. Yep. Um, then Raylan goes inside to interrogate Boyd and Johnny, and they suggest that he goes to see Wynn Duffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he might know where Quarles is, I guess. Sure. Um, I guess not a lot to say about those scenes. It's pretty much just, I mean, there is some stuff that the Raylan says to Boyd and, and vice versa, but I feel like it pretty much plays out throughout this episode. So mm-hmm. we'll keep going. Uh, Arlo's acting crazy and admits to Boyd that he's been taking, he's not been taking his medication and Boyd makes him take it right there on the spot in front of him. Uh, I, what's your opinion of Arlo here? Is he... Is he getting worse and maybe he's on his meds, but it's not helping? Because it has seemed to me like Ava was kind of on his back about that. Well, if you're taking, he was getting worse and if worse. you're taking medication involving brain chemistry and mood, uh-huh. uh, it's not like you take it and you're not crazy and you stop taking it and you instantly turn crazy. There's mm-hmm. there's lag times. Yeah, yeah. And it takes a while to build up in your system. So while you need to start taking your pills. Uh, just taking the one set probably wasn't enough to to uh, completely get the ship righted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, I, there was one point in the season where I was thinking, man, where is Arlo? Uh-huh. Arlo's not around. I don't know what he was doing, and I guess he was off being crazy. Right. Um, but at some point... Uh, it was good that they... Because there was so much... They hinged on Arlo in the last episode, and I'm glad they laid yeah. that groundwork because it yeah. really let them play with our expectations in a believable manner. And it made the reveal at the end worthwhile. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I certainly didn't all see work. that coming. Right, and when you know, it also gave believable cover to Johnny. Yeah, definitely uh, to have him pass the buck on to Arlo. Uh-huh. About who told Limehouse. Right. Uh, and yeah, I, that made perfect and sense. And I was thinking, yeah, he did go up there to Noble Holler uh-huh. one night. Maybe he, that he would have said something stupid. That's not knowing maybe, even who he's talking to. Yeah, maybe they like kept him there a while and took him off of his medication. Sure. I mean, he, it would have made sense. So right. that was a really cool twist to it. Mm-hmm. Um, then Raylan goes over to show Duffy how to play a Harlan roulette. Uh, this scene... So good. It was. So good. I haven't and seen... And it called back to one of our favorite Mobster of the Week episodes of all time, too. 
Uh, which one was that? The Fogel one. Oh, the yeah, one yeah. The, the one where they invented Harlan Roulette. Or yep. told us about it. Uh, I haven't really... We haven't really seen Duffy do a whole lot as far as acting, as far as... Uh, I don't know, just interesting scenes with him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially between him and Raylan. Just that one with the uh, the bullet <laughs> that right. he drops on him. Right. Uh, so it was really good to see him show some chops here. Well, and it, his shtick is that he doesn't get demonstrative and he doesn't yeah. put on these big emotional displays. So to get uh-huh. those genuine Jesus Christ out of him yeah. was really awesome. And it was probably a lot of fun on the set too. Oh, I bet. I bet. I was actually trying to look to see if Raylan emptied the chambers before uh, he, he did fire those off, empty the cylinder. So I read, I think, interview Yost, the Yost with the most did a lot of interviews this week. Uh, he I did. Bet. He did the... Uh, Postmortem with Entertainment Weekly, and he also did the overall season postmortem with Seppenwall. <clears throat> and one both cool. asked him is deliberately it's like, you know, did Raylan take an anti-hero step here? Mm-hmm. Word of God is that he palmed the bullet. That's what I was thinking, yeah. But on the other hand, that was not shown. That's not in the show. So uh, if yeah, Yo says a- he did it, I guess we believe him. But there's nothing mm-hmm. in the show that says that he didn't do exactly what he looked like he did, which is load a bullet in there. And- yeah, I think his character shows it. Uh, he in in the past he would not just go kill someone in cold blood. You well, know? on the other hand, I mean, he does. I feel like if so, if he was still playing the good guy here, if he's still Han Soloing it, I kind of think it's foreshadowing. I don't. The man. I'm starting. To, I I go back and forth about whether Yost is going to take Raylan there. Yeah, make well, him he's... go extra legal, anti-hero. <laughs> uh huh. And the other thing is, uh, preseason trailer guy. Fuck you for showing Boyd and Raylan teaming up yeah. and not delivering on that badass imagery. Deleted scene must be. Ah, oh, bullshit. It just didn't. <laughs> it's just a cock tease. Yeah. Uh. So. I don't know if they're going to go there with him. It's like a funhouse mirror. They were standing on opposite sides of the room <laughs> looking at the mirror and they're back to back. I feel like they're building Raylan up to be, yes, he has flawed, but he's pretty much a moral paragon. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hell of a lawman. Yeah. He's never going to, even when he's sorely tempted, like he's like, well, this is how you guys do it, isn't it? Yeah. Good and point. Maybe we'll just use your rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's f- hilarious about that is a guy like Wynn you know he that's something he would do mm-hmm. so it seems totally believable that this marshal's just going to go rogue and start you know yeah p- plugging him for no good reason because that's what he'd do in his position sure sure and despite him po- okay let's say he doesn't uh let's say Gramiost is god and he palmed that bullet mm-hmm. uh they still took him up to a pretty dark place at the end of this yeah, I sure. mean, with his, the, his relationship with his father is not good. That's not something. That's yeah. They took him to a dark place, but he didn't. He did not take himself there. De- yeah, definitely. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, they're slowly torturing this poor guy. <laughs> they are. They are. So, I'm. Oh, I'm interested to see what they do. Arguably with him. worse than last season when he was strung up, beat with a baseball bat, and then shot through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the emotional damage he sustained with his woman leaving him. Yeah, after they have a kid together or and, going to. And then his father, you know, not just being estranged, but choosing your kind of mortal enemy yeah. uh, to be your surrogate son and, and killing you in the stead. It's just, wow. Yeah, yeah. And when they bring him into that room uh, during the – or when he comes into the room during the interrogation of Boyd and Johnny – 
Uh, and he says, oh, I just saw a cop. They told me a cop in a hat got killed. Yeah. Uh, that line is just so much more poignant now that we mm-hmm. know what we know at the end of this episode. Right. Especially since he tried to make, I feel like he did try to make an apology to Raylan. Yeah. Which also mm-hmm. made a lot more sense when you saw the end of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's self-aware enough to realize he did wrong by him. Yeah. But you know, when the chips are down, you got to choose Boyd or the, Boyd. or the cop with the hat that could be your son. You're going to choose Boyd. Yeah, he will. All right. Uh, let's move along. When Limehouse returns to his restaurant, Raylan's waiting uh, to, I guess, get what Limehouse promised him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Limehouse says he can't deliver quarrels, but he might be able to deliver Boyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always love the interactions between Raylan and Limehouse because mm-hmm. Limehouse with everybody else has the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Limehouse with Raylan does not have the upper no. hand. And that, that changed pretty much since last episode. Yeah, where that, he called him the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Raylan's back gone pegged. Now, interestingly enough, it seems like... Uh, it, Am I really going to quote the Chronicles of Narnia? Hell I think yes, I you am. are. <laughs> Just as Aslan is not a tame lion, what does uh, that mean? Limehouse is not a tame backwoods barbecuing hillbilly. Uh, he's not. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I I don't think he's totally defanged. I mean, there's a spe- speculation mm-hmm. last week about like. Oh, I bet Errol's uh, hand, you know, he just got scarred as a, with a baby, as a baby or something. And yeah. Limehouse uses that to tell. It's like, no, Limehouse is still a criminal. Mm-hmm. He has many guns and he will kill you to protect his own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that is why he's going to kill you because yeah. you've, you've been violating, violating Noble Holler, not just because you know for money or power or anything like that yeah yeah and he comes after raylan with the cleaver this episode so it just so happens that raylan's a faster draw than he is uh slicer with his cleaver yeah but everybody had guns like the ak-47 just popped out like termites at that bar (laughs) Uh uh-huh is that the scene we're on right now but but what i'm saying is he was prepared to murder raylan sure you know sure chips are down he's gonna do it yeah and raylan to be fair is prepared to murder (laughs) oh definitely yeah both sides so um was that the scene we're talking about uh no okay no, that's no. that's later on okay yeah it, it's when quarles comes in with uh Raylan as a hostage mm-hmm. uh but let's keep moving there's a manhunt montage that turns into the kidnapping uh of quarles but wait that wasn't the one where he balances quarles. the salt shaker uh that might have been the one yeah i thought so and, and at the end he came out of the cleaver and then Raylan drew his gun and then drew a second gun and then yeah. everyone drew guns on him yeah i guess he did come out of him with a cleaver twice then because what? he actually tried to again in that final scene what did you think oh, i thought he was going to disarm quarrels is how i took that uh no the before quarrels okay. pulled his second gun or whatever all right <laughs> uh I really liked that, and I guess our, our, in the postmortem they said that that's something that Tim and the director came up with the day of the set. The railing would be balancing that salt, salt shaker, uh-huh. and they originally had cool. it like fall over as soon as everyone drew the guns. Uh-huh. And then they decided in the editing, and uh-huh. I guess the director didn't know about it, and Yost didn't either. They just got to see the the first cut, uh-huh. and the editor thought it was cooler to just put it in some random beat in the fight. Yeah, like like he try. I think he put it. Where the tension broke in the standoff. I was going to say, it felt like, yeah, when the salt shaker dropped, that's when everybody knew what was up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's way... That just goes shows you what a good editor can do for you. Yeah, yeah. And it shows you the collaborative effort here. Yeah. Like, 
we may praise Yost, we may praise uh, Oliphant, whatever, but in the end, it's everybody working mm-hmm. together. Yep. And that's the thing that blows my mind about TV shows and movies. That's the other thing we got from talking to Taylor, is just how everybody uh-huh. everybody sweats the details yeah. in this show. They all throw in ideas. They in a way that I feel like d- doesn't happen. I, you know, it's my favorite whipping. I've, I've insulted this in all three <laughs> of my casts this week. Uh-huh. In a way that doesn't happen on The Walking Dead. Yeah, if, yeah. If, like, that's the kind of stuff, the extra mile that I don't know why, but it seems like maybe people in Walking Dead just aren't as critical or they're just like, fuck it, or maybe they have too much time constraints because it's a I don't know harder story to tell, but... Maybe. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Anyway, so... All right, let's move on. Yes. Uh, Shelby calls up Boyd to let him know that the feds are coming after him. Kind of does him a favor there because... Got him back on track after the mine incident, which answers a big question we had with Shelby. What, whether he was loyal to Boyd? He is, mm-hmm. but basically, hey, we're, we're square. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might have done a bunch of pettier things, but mm-hmm. this is the one thing where it's like, okay, you know, I, I, we're, we're, we're done. Yeah. So going forward, do you think we'll see more Shelby? Uh, he's the sheriff of Harlan. I would say well, yes. Well, not necessarily. I mean, uh, true. There's a vote coming up yeah. in a few months. So, yep. and without Boyd help, you you would assume Boyd's not going to help him. Uh, you, I don't know. I don't feel like they're enemies. Certainly, at this no, point, no, they're not enemies. But why would Boyd help him? Because he's not going to do him any, you to, know, to get him back extra from his legal debt, favors. Possibly. Maybe, well, maybe. I mean, maybe. now that he's paid his debt, he wants to get back in debt. Right. On the other hand, uh, violent crime might plummet in uh, Harlan uh, now yeah. that uh, Arlo's off the streets and Quarles <laughs> is off the streets and Duffy go hightails it back to Lexington. Yep. You got no devil. Yeah. You got uh, Dickie's roaming around somewhere. No, no, Dickie's back in jail. Dickie's back in jail? Yeah, Raylan shot him last week. He more, it's, he's either <laughs> dead or in jail, and according to Yost, right. he's, he's in jail. Okay. All so. right, so he's not dead. Yeah. Uh, th- so the relationship between Shelby and Boyd has always been weird to me because Boyd didn't really do him any favors. He kind of caused all the trouble Well, but Shelby also, got into. If, if it hadn't know? been for Boyd, Shelby would have died. In, yeah, but if it hadn't been for Boyd, I don't think that plan would have gone down how it did either. So Debatable, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think Shelby realizes how much no. Boyd had to do with that. Right. Still. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Cool. <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, Quarles makes polite banter with his kidnappers, or his kidnapping victims, and then calls up Theo, and he wants to come home, and Theo says it'll cost him 500000 Great scene. Great scene. Uh, yeah. This whole concept of Quarles kidnapping this family, weakest part of the whole episode. Really? Honestly, I did not enjoy it, and I thought, uh, I just felt like they didn't think that through very hard. It's. I'll give you that. I'll give you that it didn't really lead anywhere particularly. Not only like, that, but we didn't, didn't give a shit about those Raylan. people. Uh, that's true yeah again and maybe maybe i'm suffering from fan delusion syndrome but how much more powerful would have been for him to uh gotten winona and i understand she's up in lexington but ava was in play or hell even that uh even arlo yeah 
Yeah, Ar- Arlo, I don't know the Raylan to give a shit, honestly. <laughs> no yeah. shits? Uh, but they could have gotten one of the, maybe he got the drop on one of the marshals, like uh, Rachel. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of implausible. Yeah, they're out um, Lexington. Even one of the, who's the whore that we kind of got close to? Emmy? Ellie Mae? Ellie Mae. Yeah. Even she, uh, somebody we know yeah. put in jeopardy that Raylan might have had a soft spot for. I'm just saying that I, I felt like him just stumbling upon some, uh, especially super Christian, yeah, hikers. I, I don't know. I, I didn't like. He's it. all about that. Yeah. I guess. Uh, what do you think of his performance? Because I heard a lot of people saying that it was his one of his weaker performances. Of I the thought he did a very good job of portraying a guy who's losing his mind uh, completely. Yeah, who's not coming down? Off. What do you call? No, he's basically got a massive hangover from uh, withdrawals. Is right? What you call it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like barely functioning at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because isn't that the thing? And with- yet he's still so like proper, and even when he has a horrible headache, he's smiling. And I, I think he's still on. He's still uh, uh, coming down the effects. Plus, he's got all that endorphins going through his body since he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got set on fire and exploded. Yeah, he did. So he's in a lot of pain. And I like that kind of like. Could you, could, do you have an ibuprofen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As if that's gonna help. But him. he's still functioning at this high capacity. But he like has his giggle fit yeah. about the piggy bank. Well, that was the cool thing about Quarles. I felt like that anybody else getting blown up and in withdrawal from oxy would have crumpled. Would not have been able to. He's kind of like the Terminator. Yeah, he he felt like a really strong villain there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's probably why I liked it so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry to the people who didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, like I thought I I what where he was trying to go, what he's trying to portray, he succeeded in, and yeah. I thought it very entertaining. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, next scene: Boyd breaks the news about Devil to the rest of the group and realizes that Arlo accidentally told Limehouse about it. So the news about Devil is that they're finding Devil's body. They're in the process of it. Yep. And there are basically cops down the driveway. Uh, and uh, Johnny kind of steers him wrong here. Says, hey, Arlo did it. Mm-hmm. So Boyd's on the wrong track. And um, Arlo doesn't defend himself because he honestly doesn't. I don't think. Yeah. I think Arlo would believe it. Well, maybe I could, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, he, he wouldn't have said anything about Helen. Right. There. Right. Um, we'll talk about what your opinion of Johnny is in a little bit. Uh, Coral stops the car, forces the mother out and keeps going. Just a quick scene there. Uh, good idea though. You know, if you're a kidnapper, you want the most valuable of the kidnapping victims, I guess. And the least experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Boyd gets busted and Arlo apologizes for being a horrible father and Art and Raylan run off to talk to the mother of the kidnapped victim. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the kidnapped children, rather. So, I guess it's the next scene where Johnny's talking to Ava, um, and tells her that Ellie May might have talked to Ar- might have talked to uh, Arlo or Limehouse, and so did Arlo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think is going through Johnny's head here? Is he? He's probably crapping his pants because well he, she's all like let's go first thing on the plate is revenge you know uh-huh. like let's go kill somebody right and he agrees but i don't think that's his first order of business i think his first order of business is to get with ava with the looks that he's been giving her yes this is part of his plan to get rid of boyd so he can have ava and go yeah 
so he's the next boy in line for the throne, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he going back to even season one, mm-hmm. I feel like Johnny has had the hots for her. Yeah. And has coveted her. And um, I kind of think in some weird way that, like, Boyd even knows it. But he's family, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure either. Uh, I, I, I do think that Johnny really wants Ava. Well, he definitely wants. He definitely, I feel like he wants Boyd out of the way. Yeah, and whether it's for the power. Or... Yeah, and it's it's definitely Ava's part of the equation. Mm-hmm. But I think. He still blames Boyd for the position he's in. I mean, in season one, he wanted – he thought the whole crazy religious angle was to push his dad out of power so they could run things. Yeah. And he ended up getting uh, uh, Johnny almost cut in half and paralyzed. Mm -hmm. So – and that was something that they kind of glossed over to, to get back in cahoots. Yeah. Uh, I like to use the word cahoots anywhere I can to get <laughs> yeah, back in cahoots. To do it. And, uh, but, but always, like, I've been saying this all fucking season long. Mm-hmm. Anytime the camera goes on Johnny's face, he's got a lot of stuff going on. His oh, eyes yeah. are shifting. He's doing the, you know, kind of like you can see him doing the angles and the percentages. Yeah. And uh, obviously, he's still in Johnny's good or Boyd's good graces as mm-hmm. of the end of this season. But that's got to be something that's going to be one of the subcontexts because the second I would those, think so, yeah. The second that math changes, mm-hmm. I think Johnny's going to betray him. Yeah, and now that Boyd is out of prison scot free, certainly we're going to deal with that in season four. And it's important to note that him telling Limehouse, I don't think he intended to betray Boyd in that way. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Johnny's got some stuff going on, on the side, and he was trying to get an account open with the Bank of Limehouse with some information and some tidbits. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't tell that to Limehouse, so Limehouse would then flip Boyd. He was actually pissed that he used it. Gotcha. You know, it's like, hmm. why did you do that? Uh-huh. But, you know, just the fact that he's got that and he, he, he gave that information to Limehouse does show that, you know, eventually he's setting up Boyd for something. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing that happened here, kind of big thing, is Arlo apologizing for being a horrible father. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of this do you think was Arlo genuinely feeling bad, uh, especially now that we know about the shooting? Uh, and how much of it do you think was Helen telling him to? Well, I I think that is uh, – in the interview that I read of, on Yoast, mm-hmm. um, he said that that's Helen. She's like the devil and angel simultaneously. Yeah. The devil Helen's telling her, you got to go and kill Dickie and take care of business. But the angel's saying, but you got to, you know, you got to do right by Raylan. Hmm. And depending on which side is warring in his mind, that's, you know, what he ends up doing in the case. But um, yeah, and this obviously says something. The fact that Helen would be telling him this is obviously a symptom of Arlo's guilt because Arlo is the one telling himself to tell Raylan this, you know? Uh, Helen's not actually there. Helen's not telling him what to do. He's telling himself what to do. Mm-hmm. So he definitely did feel guilty uh, about trying to shoot what he thought could have been Raylan. Could have been yeah. Raylan, yeah. yeah. Uh, so really, uh, both the touching scene there, especially the way they played it, mm-hmm. they played it very sincerely. Uh, Raylan was shocked by it. 
and then they moved it kind of into Arlo's f- insane territory, and yeah. Raylan starts realizing it. Yeah. But then at the end, they snap it back, and he says, thank you. He he acknowledges the apology. Yeah, I thought that Raylan played, that Timothy played that awesomely, that there yeah. was a little tinge of, uh, you know, I've wanted to hear that my whole life, mm-hmm. and, but then. But and I can't believe our, you're saying it. And he's off, you know, he's, he's been off his meds, and I've heard him talking about Aunt Helen and mm-hmm. and all this. So it's like that, definitely both of those was, was warring, and he did a really fine job of portraying that, I thought, with like three or four seconds of FaceTime. Yeah. And I think Arlo, the, the guy who plays Arlo, I don't know his name, has mm-hmm. done a fantastic job of playing a progressively crazier, you know? Sure. Uh, I, I think he's all the actors in this show are fantastic. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, am I wrong? No, no. Uh, moving on, Johnny tells Ava that Dickie talked to Ellie Mae. No, I just did this scene. Uh, <laughs> Ray, Raylan and Art find out that too much shine. That Quarles is a kidnapper uh, just before he calls. Mm-hmm. So um, not a lot to go on there. It's just a phone call. Uh, yeah, uh, and they. Uh, I thought that this was is right before the commercial. Though. I thought that was awfully convenient. The arts, like, yeah, everybody's like peeling out. We gotta go to places. Uh, uh, Raylan, you go back to get these files, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? This is not like justified. Everybody's just gonna peel out and leave Raylan here, and then <laughs> uh-huh, Coral's called. Work. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing there. Mm-hmm. You invented a reason, and sure enough, in one of the postmortems, he's like, yeah, you can almost hear the typewriters clicking in the background because the writer's yeah. like, we want Raylan to do this confrontation alone, mm-hmm. so what can we do? Oh, I know. Everybody will just like you know get an APB and peel out, and they'll send him back to fetch the paperwork. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> lame, I gotta say. I, I gotta call out the, the writers for that. Yeah. And we were talking about this the other day, the the great part about shows like Justified and and some of the other ones we love is that they're not asking how can we get out of this or what would be coolest here. They're asking what would the character do. Right. And this to me didn't feel like what would the character do. I don't think it's what Art – Art's going to leave his best guy. Yeah. He's going to send his best guy back to fetch files. Yeah. Probably not. Unless no. – the only way I could justify that is that – no pun intended uh, – <laughs> he felt that Raylan was too – involved in this whole thing maybe but i also think the way they're going after quarrels you would think they'd want everybody i thought raylan took it like a lamb too yeah yeah he didn't complain at all no well he kind of looked like flabbergasted but not like over my dead body you're going without me and we've seen him do that numerous times yeah i think he that would deserve at least one kiss my ass (laughs) definitely (laughs) uh so then quarrels ass kiss worthy uh, after the commercial, Quarles meets up with Raylan and takes him hostage as well. Uh, a lot of hostages going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this was his ploy to buy uh, Limehouse's uh, money off of him right. with Raylan. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did? Why do you think that he assumed Limehouse would want Raylan? Has uh, Limehouse been trying to kill Raylan? No, I think that he was using the marshal as a shield. Hmm. Like threatening Limehouse, I'll shoot you in the face, and then the resulting gunfire, you're going to kill a U.S. marshal. Okay. And you're going to be dead. Best case scenario, you're you're dead, and Raylan survives, and he cleans her. But if he dies at the same time, that's going to just fuck noble hauler yeah they'll come like like Raylan's armageddon scenario of we're gonna have federal boots under that's exactly what happened you kill a marshal yeah and one of your guys takes that rap so i think it was he was using him as a shield 
mm-hmm. like you know that I've got him in front of me, and you know uh, you don't gotcha. really. And he's also yeah having Raylan kind of speak for him. It certainly helped him out. Yes, uh, I got to say Raylan was way cooler than he was. Right uh, in his withdrawals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then Limehouse tells Errol to leave Noble's Holler. Uh, and then he gets a call from Johnny where we find out that he's the one who told Limehouse about Devil's Body. Yep. Uh, a quick quick betrayal there mm-hmm. that I did not see coming, honestly. Really? I was convinced by Johnny that it was Arlo. Yes, I was really I convinced. Yeah. I, it, um, as soon as I saw the scene begin, I'm like, shit. <laughs> I well, knew it. shit. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. But I, you know, I, uh, I suspected Johnny a lot of – in fact – until Arlo, but I no, I, I from the previous scene, the, the way Johnny played that, like, well, mm-hmm. shit, boy, you can't think it's me, you know. I thought, uh-huh. yeah, it was you, really. And then Arlo, right. but I'm like, oh, I guess Arlo could have done it, and they laid just enough groundwork that there's enough doubt in my mind that it still came as a mild surprise. Yeah. So yeah. hats off to the Yost with the most. <laughs> uh, moving on, Ava goes to see Ellie May and smacks her around a little bit, a little. Uh, a hint of Delroy there in Ava. Well, interesting. So, Yost said that this theme of this season was about crossing lines. Hmm. And you think that Ava started with a, I don't care what you do, but no whores yep. policy. Yep. To running the whores, mm-hmm. to now smacking around and abusing the whores. Wow, what a change. It's, and uh, how, my question is, how low is she going to go mm-hmm. next season? I mean, that is a good question. She was the kind of gangster with the heart of gold, and I think she's lost a little bit of that. Mm. Not she was desperate and all that, and arguably, uh, I don't want to say Ellie May had it coming, but she kind of when when you when you choose yeah. Dicky in a Dicky Boyd <laughs> fight, mm. a Dicky Crowder fight, it's not a it's 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 that's not a good gamble. So yeah, and Ava's a little, I think, uh, reckless here because she's desperately trying anything she can to get information about uh the whole plot and why boyd's in prison and are arrested and trying to get him out of there and uh she wants justice you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so then quarles tries to extort money out of limehouse but he loses his arm and his life in the process what i assume is his life but apparently not according to uh yost uh before he dies he tells raylan that it was arlo who killed tom uh, so you're saying he doesn't die here? No, I'm gonna, I assumed he died. I'm going to read the response out of the very question. I assume from the blood pool, the Quarles is dead. Yeah. Yo said uh, Stephen Heth, our post producer, really rode that one right to the end. What's the pool of blood going to look like? How dark? How big of it? And he says, in conclusion, well, he may not be dead. Our feeling was that you could snap a tourniquet on that and probably stop him from bleeding out. But certainly, as a presence on the show, he's gone. Although, if mm. he were to kill Winona but frame Raylan and Raylan to clear his name and he was, <laughs> after all, a one-armed man. Oh, no, wait a second. Oh, that's, that's season 11 when we get desperate. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically saying the way he sees it, he's out of the picture. Okay. But they deliberately left it a little vague mm-hmm. so that they could bring him back if needed. Yeah, certainly. I mean, like they did with Dickie this season, you know? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think he had a lot to this season, so if we see... Uh, a rogue quarrels somewhere next season. I wouldn't be disappointed. Right, right. Um, yeah, and then Raylan here finds out that it was Arlo who killed Tom. Uh, kind of surprised by that. Kind of surprised. Were you really? Uh, no, Raylan was. definitely. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they wake up Arlo at home and arrest him for the murder. 
uh, of Tom. We find out that he planted that uh, Raylan planted the gun that killed Gary on Quarles uh, when he was arresting him after he had his arm chopped off. And he talks to Boyd, who tells him that Arlo is family. Uh, we get a little now. There's a lot of like really kind. Of, we kind of breezed over some of this stuff, but there's a lot of clever yeah. things there. So like mm-hmm. we've been talking about how Raylan has that murder weapon. Yeah, what a bad idea that was. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's been rolling around with that in his glove box this whole time. He must have had it on him. Yeah, and then slipped in his back. But I, I thought it was kind of clever because. Again, they set up Raylan's whole speech about my mom says you should always return things. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, uh, I'll get it back to you when he's talking to Duffy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll, I'll, re- I'll return it one of these days. And then when uh, uh, Quarles was disarming him, he's like, I'll want, I'm going to want that piece back. Yeah. But then when he took the second one, he's like, you can keep that one. <laughs> I just thought that was like. He, you know, Tim yeah, is playing that, that gun, right? so cool. Yeah, and also it's like we, man, we 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 skipped a lot of good stuff. Like we did when Quarles, you know, went out with the gun. Yeah, Tim's reaction to that or Raylan's reaction is like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. this man, you pulling a gun on his face is like blowing a dandelion at a normal man. <laughs> it just is it's like, yeah, that's there. yeah. It's like if yeah, I hate. It's kind of like reminds me of Jules from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want to disappoint you, but it's not the first time a person stuck a gun in my face. I mean, how many times do you yeah. think Raylan's had a gun? Oh, a loaded gun. Probably at least twenty that we've seen. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Someone points a. You know, a gun is loaded. Someone points a gun at you, your face. That's a pants shitting experience right yeah, it's fucking horrifying right if their triggers on the finger it's like five ounce five pounds of pressure and you're dead if the hammer's back yeah it's like you drop a paper clip on that thing yeah it's going. yeah like like <laughs> someone startles the man and you could die uh-huh and raylan just doesn't give a fuck yeah and i don't know if that speaks to raylan's uh satisfaction with his life i don't think it does i think he's pretty Content. Do you think he's just, I got ice water through his veins? Do you think that's in, mentally that he's really happy? Because it seems like sometimes, in mm-hmm. retrospect, the stuff does affect him. Well, I, you're right. You're right, it does. But I feel like he also has a uh, kind of when it's my time, it's my time sort of idea. Ah. Uh, you know? Uh, which I think helps him both. It helps him in his job, certainly. Well, certainly shitting your pants is not going to help you. <laughs> no, that doesn't do anything good. So maybe that's the thing. He's just like, well, you can give up and like, you know, hit yeah. your knees and beg for your life, or you can keep thinking and fighting and mm-hmm. trying to figure out an angle to win. Yeah. And that's where the percentages lie. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the execution of the arm chop? The execution of it? And I, I thought it was great. And we had we had Chekhov's cleaver uh-huh. and Chekhov's gun, yep. both established in the first scene or mm-hmm. the first episode. They've been on a collision course all season long. Uh-huh. How do you think that that – because we thought it – we speculated. It's like how is this weapon going to fail him? Is it going to jam? Is it going to do this? Yeah. Is it going to do that? Oh, it paid off way better than I could have hoped. I Again, I thought that was super clever. Yeah, because the weapon didn't jam. The weapon worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just so happens that when you don't have it, an arm to attach it to, yeah. it doesn't work as well. Uh-huh. When you can't control the fingers on the end of the stump, yeah. 
Yeah. And when when Quarles like sees his hand, yeah, yeah he, he reaches her, for it. And he's like trying to grab it. Yeah, and and Raylan's like well, gives him this weird look and kind of like, yeah, no, you can't away. have it back. <laughs> I'm keeping your hand. It's a little morbid to laugh about somebody getting their arm chopped off, but man, that scene was good. Well, and I guess the way they originally blocked it, uh mm-hmm. he was going to cut his arm off, he's going to just fall to the floor. Coral's going to see it and reach for it, and Raylan's going to do the thing where you, you know, like if someone gets a tries to go for gun, you step on it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I wish they'd done that because that'd have been even funnier. Hmm. But which do you, no do you like? The, do you like the keep away, or do you like the I'm stepping on your hand so you don't take your gun back? Uh, no, I like I like to keep away. I like, you like how to keep they did away. It. All right, yeah. all right. I, I was thoroughly impressed with this scene uh, on all counts. I thought the standoff that they came to was freaking awesome because mm-hmm. you're right, uh, Limehouse will be dead, mm-hmm. but nobody's walking out of there alive if Limehouse is dead. Uh, a lot of people were confused about Errol. Uh, he just got banished him? from why uh, he came Noble Hall. Why did he come back? Why I thought it was pretty clear. Uh, I assumed it was to take a shot at Limehouse, honestly. Really? Yeah. Well, see, they showed, uh, as Errol was leaving in his truck out of Noble Holler, mm-hmm. the minivan with both Quarles and Raylan, and like, right. Raylan and him made eye contact. Yeah. And I think, the way I took it, I didn't see anything, discussion of this, which is weird. I'm so No one asked Yost about this. Hmm. Uh, I took that as... Uh, Errol's like, well, this can't be good. And he has yeah. enough affection for Limehouse, mm-hmm. uh, enough affection for Lo- Noble Holler, and selfishly probably think, if I can get the drop on these guys and save the, the old man, yeah. I might get back in his good graces. He wants to come home, just like Quarles He does. wants to come. He, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just wants to go home. So I think that's where he came from. The, yeah, he just got banished. But I he, think you're right. Yeah. He had all those reasons to come back and try to save the day. Um, yeah, and it almost seemed like now thinking about it in that light, like Raylan knew because Raylan gives a smile, this weird smile at the end when they pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he knows that Errol can't just go. Well, go I don't think he, he I don't think he knew that Errol's on the outs at that point. He was just maybe trying to like, Hey, yeah, you know, like <laughs> just, Hey. Get the boys on the phone. Yeah. All those, you know, all Something your AK, all your AK forty-seven toting guys get mm. get you know descend upon the slaughterhouse. Hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's move on. Yes. Uh, Arlo admits to killing Tom and Devil in the police station. There. Uh, what did you think about this twist where he covers for Boyd about Devil? Well, Boyd, the knives are really twisted in Raylan because Boyd mm-hmm. says, you know, this is all about family. Yep. Talking about his goddamn father. Yep. And then his father takes the rap for cuz all Raylan has wanted to do is get Boyd in prison for 3 seasons now. Yeah. Yeah. And he's always stymied at every every turn in the road and sometimes they have an uneasy alliance. Mm-hmm. But uh I think that was it just felt like a series of Raylan getting kicked, yeah, emotionally, it's absolutely battered, yeah, and all kicks from his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this were and Mad Boyd, Men, I would compare Boyd, him Boyd to Pauline's pi- father. Boyd was po- piling on too. That whole, uh, you know, this is okay, about yeah, family. the family part, yeah, yeah, definitely. But then the actions that were taken, sure, uh, with with Arlo covering about Devil. You're right. The fact that Raylan wants Boyd in prison and he's told him as much, you're either going to be in prison or you're going to be dead mm-hmm. before I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there he's got him. He's got him on a murder. Mm-hmm. They've got the body. They've got everything. Mm-hmm. 
And then his own father covers for Boyd. I'm very interested in see where... But on the other hand, you know, I almost think that maybe this is Boyd... Because Boyd seemed very bothered earlier in the season when Raylan stopped by. And he's like, you're here to check on your old man because your old man has got his ass kicked at a noble holler. And he's got some medication problems. Mm-hmm. And Raylan's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. That disturbed Boyd. Yeah. Like, it's your dad, you know, that's your daddy. So maybe this is him tweaking, like, I've been the son to him that you weren't. Yeah. Yeah, I felt a little bit of that in So there. at first I thought it maybe just being cruel, but maybe he's making a point about family that, that mm. Raylan's forgotten. Now, honestly, this is his third, this is the second time Raylan's old man has tried to kill him or sell him <laughs> to someone that wanted to kill him. Uh-huh. So fuck that, but. But if there's ever a point to be made, Boyd's going to make it. Oh, yeah. You know, Boyd loves making a point. He does. He loves it. Loves getting the church outfit on. Uh, the final scene of this episode is Raylan kind of doing a voiceover there at the end. I thought it was just going to be a voiceover. I did, too. And then outro on the Space episode. Space to Final Frontier. But then they go to Winona's home where he's explaining to her uh, what happened and why Arlo shot Tom there very, at the very end. Very classy. Uh how do you feel about the episode going out on not really a plot note, but a, kind of an emotional note with Raylan? Uh, again, I liked it. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit, but I felt like it's the whole not season... as strong as a not a like, oh, my God, I need a couple minutes to process this as, as Mags Bailey. Yeah. On the other hand, very strong. And it, it was really changed very quickly how I felt about the episode. I was really thinking mm-hmm. um, in an. Not that it made me feel better or worse about it, but it just really made it uh, kind of brought me down emotionally. It made it more meaningful to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel like there was much in the way of meaning to this season because it's really just it was an adventure a grudge romp. match you yeah. know, between Quarles and Boyd and Raylan. Right. Okay, fine. That's all cool. Like I had fun while on that ride, but mm-hmm. then when you hit me at the very end – with that that shot of family, that that shot of emotional uh, connection there, uh, that really spoke to me, and it made the season as a whole really feel better. And this is something that they had dropped, kind of yes, halfway through the season. Yes, you know, like he was done with his father; mm-hmm. he didn't want anything to do with him halfway mm-hmm. through. And then they've kind of been building him, getting more crazy, mm-hmm. uh, and then to have that kind of half season arc come back at the very end felt. Uh, satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, that's the episode. Uh, Do you have also, any other things Yeah, you want the to other thing about? we kind of skipped over is the <laughs> scene in the kitchen between our uh, Boyd and Ava when they were realizing this was it. Boyd was going to get arrested. He's going to the big oh, house yeah, for yeah. murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, even as recently as last episode, I didn't know exactly how they felt about each other because it's like i'm like boyd seems really? to be incapable of being sincere wow okay and <laughs> i felt like this scene was just so good between those two that i really mm-hmm. finally I, I felt that when he said they know that i won't that they the, the, i just can't run away because they know i'm going to come back for you yeah yeah you know you're you're my achilles heel that was you know, as touching as Boyd's ever going to get, probably. Yeah. Very and, well acted between the two. And now we know that all the the stuff with the bullet holes from 
I don't know how many episodes ago mm-hmm. where they're comparing gunshot mm-hmm. wounds. That that was all real. That yep. was not some ploy, uh, some Johnny esque ploy <laughs> yep. to uh, cause any harm. Uh, really interesting where they might go next season. I've got some notes uh, about where he's want what he's wanting to accomplish with season four. Would oh, you okay. Like to hear it? Yeah, definitely. It's not spoilers because none of it, it's just kind of like thematically, yeah. structurally, what he's wanting to do. Mm-hmm. He says, we're kicking the idea around that instead of doing one big story for the season, we do three chunks, like Hmm. three, four episode arcs. But we may not do that. I do not know that we've got Raylan and Winona, or I do know that we have Raylan and Winona and the baby. That's something that can be addressed at some point, whether it happens off camera or on camera. The baby's going to be born. Hmm. And I can pretty much guarantee they'll be during season four. We've also got Raylan with a very pretty girl he slept with, with at least who, uh, with at least once who owns the bar, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. By the way, she is the bar owner by word of God now. There you go. Um, she can shoulder a gun. That's always good. That may be something to explore. Uh, they're great together. I don't agree, but whatever. Yeah, me uh, As always, <laughs> I say it, and then I start to feel like Lucy with Charlie Brown and the football. But I'd love to spend more time with both Tim Gutterson and... Uh, and Rachel Brooks, the Black yeah. Marshall, White Marshall. That wouldn't be bad. They did <laughs> flesh still Tim out. the Black Marshall, yeah. White Marshall. Uh, I feel like Tim's earned the name uh, because he had significant – he had a nice little three-episode arc there with Raylan. Uh, Rachel did some ball kicking. Does that count for anything? <laughs> yeah, she did. And she had, she had a very strong scene with Limehouse. And if she they did, could, if, yeah. they, if they can get two or three more of those for both of mm-hmm. them a season, it's not much – I feel like they're the characters that we're not meant to care about until several seasons have passed. Right. Uh, he says, at this point, we're maybe roughly halfway through the life of the series. Huh. Uh, just in really pie-in-the-sky thinking, we've started to imagine how the series would end and what we'd be looking for for the final season or seasons. So all that's going to factor in in terms of relationships. And then in Harlan, we might reduce the amount of time that Raylan goes down there next season. But meanwhile, oh. be giving a big chunk of the showtime uh, show to the antics and exploits of Boyd and Ava Crowder. Are they going to get married? I don't know. Hmm. I do know that my goal is that they quickly become king and queen of Harland. <laughs> I just have this idea of them getting a house on the hill. That sort of uh, a big thing in the community like that. Um, so also the question about Johnny and Limehouse is certainly something meaty to play with. So we had a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Uh, the idea that maybe boy, uh, Raylan's going to be spending some more time in Lexington, but we kind of have some cuts to Boyd and Ava playing around in Harlan. Mm-hmm. The fact that Limehouse and Johnny is an open thread. He wants to get the Marshalls. I think it's super interesting that they would do three, four-episode four arcs with maybe one that they give a little one episode, uh, an, an extra episode that's kind of like the climax. Because – yeah. I sometimes think that was a weakness of those bo- those quarrels that it went too long. Yeah, because I felt like it almost ran out of gas here at the end. Like imagine, yeah. imagine if this had been a very tightly plotted five episode arc. Mm-hmm. His introduction, his development, his hmm. his kind of like the the scheme falling apart, and his descent and manhunt. Yeah, that would have been a hell of a five episode arc, right? Yeah, I think so. And don't have to I mean, jump back and forth between all this stuff. Just just stay on that story. Like Monster yeah. of the Week when it's Monster of the Month or Mobster of the Month, you know? Yeah, I really don't know how. I've never really seen a kind of three-arc season. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see how that goes. He just <laughs> – and I just – because I finished reading Raylan a couple weeks ago. That's the newest, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, newest uh, crime novel by uh, Elmore Leonard. Yeah. And that's the way it book, its book was structured. 
Hmm. It had okay. basically the Black Pike storyline from yeah. season two. Um, another unrelated story about a teenage uh, poker hustler. Hmm. Okay. And then I forget what the other other plot was. Um, oh, is the organ stealing thing? Oh yeah, yeah. and it's just a nice little bit in there, uh, kind of self contained. It's like I think that could work as a season. Was that with Dickie in the books? Or was that uh, someone w- else that they were doing it with? It was someone else. Okay, yeah, it didn't have the Dewey and like you know go get your e- money back all that yeah. kind of stuff. Dewey yeah. is in the books, but. And the very, uh, another role in the Black Pike saga. I'm gonna have to read those books. You they, should because I I'm interested to see how they differ from the show. It's like a funhouse mirror of season two and three with a bonus story thrown in. Because like <laughs> okay. the, the plot's the same, but they changed like the characters and a lot mm. of the dialogue. They changed who said the dialogue and at what point that happened. But it's still a really 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 fun read. Oh yeah yeah, uh, it's the, the inspiration for the TV show. I hope mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got nothing else. That was the end of the episode. Do we have any feedback this week? We actually have an unusually lot, large amount of feedback. Uh, that's the finale for you. We'll start off with Sean. He says, you were wondering about uh, Banks Boyd, uh, <laughs> the Bank of Boyd. Uh, you're wondering about Boyd's bank robbery, modus operandi, in uh, the 312 oh, yeah. Coalition podcast. This was mentioned in a pilot episode, Fire in a Hole. About 10 minutes in, Art and Raylan are in a bar going over Boyd's criminal background. Art says... They come into town like Somerset, and they blow up a car, and then when the cops are busy, they go rob a bank. Later in the same episode, Boyd and Devil are sitting in a truck outside of the bank as an explosion goes off in the distance. Fire trucks and cops go speeding by toward the large uh, plume of smoke. So that's something that they've foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Uh, they they definitely do that well in this show. Yep. Uh, Sandy said, I thought this finale was fantastic. A nice combo of action and poignant character drama, especially that final scene with Rayland, Mm -hmm. a punch to the gut. I also like the transition between the last two scenes from the Marshal's office to Winona's. At first we hear Rayland talking as if it's a Dexter like voiceover only to realize Mm -hmm. it's him talking to Winona. But for a minute it's it's as if he's talking to the audience, which is not the way the show works. So it jumped out at me and made it seem made Raylan seem so vulnerable and seem so intimate. Yeah. As for the action, I was t- so tickled by Raylan calling Quarrel's little gun cute while not even flinching like the coolest cucumber in town. That's sort of how I felt about Quarrel's by the end of the season. He started out so creepy and intense that by the end he just seemed comical as he spiraled out of control and lost all credibility. Whether mm-hmm. he's dead or not, um, Tonin could still be a player in season four because he was willing to play with Win Duffy, whether Duffy produced Quarrel's dead or alive. Anyway, I'm glad none of the main characters died because I love them all, and they're just enough loose threads to start season four with a bang. Um, and she included a, uh, a gif of one of the most darkly comic scenes in the whole series, an animated gif of uh, Raylan pulling Quarrel's arm just out of his reach. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other thing, uh, did we forget to mention the Quarrel's maniacal laughter about the piggy bank? Oh, yeah, we did. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit, it's a piggy bank. <laughs> I love that whole performance, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I need to make that like, a ringtone. Oh, shit, it's a piggy bank. Yeah, hey, I'm going to make that like the text notifier when you text message me. Do oh, it. shit, it's a piggy bank. Uh, Whitney wrote in, that was a wonderful finale, and I want your opinion on something. Oh. Are you ready to give it? I was born ready. Do you guys think it would be too corny if next season Justified had more voiceover endings? Uh, like for individual episodes? Uh, what about if they... I don't know. They've still never done one. This wasn't one. 
I think that there's enough positive reaction to when people thought it was uh-huh. that they could get away with it. What do you think? I think it would be cool. I if, do too. If it they it do, shocks me, but it'd be cool. If they do the mini arcs, like at the conclusion of each arc, if Raylan did a oh, little yeah. kind of like case file style voiceover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, it could get cheesy depending maybe. on how they handle it. Uh, I thought that talking with Winona at the end and revealing the intent of his father was so touching. It'd be a great way to continue with her character and keep the actress. It humanizes Raylan, and it could keep the time really well. Also, uh, note about that is I guess the the character who plays uh, Winona, uh, she has a pilot, hmm. and she's okay. under contract, and they only get her for three episodes next season. It's oh. kind of like a Dewey Crow thing. Yeah. So, so her kidneys are going to be out. Uh, she's going to be running around town with a gun trying to get 50 grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the other thing um, about uh, I forgot a little tidbit that the scene where Raylan is talking to Art at the end and they're talking about his father confessing and Raylan looks like kind of like very sick and Art's like, "What's wrong with you?" And he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm just tired." Yeah, Timothy who's running a hundred three degree fever that day. Oh, well, that's the only that. scene he did. And huh. uh, the rapper Tone Z, who does the rap for the Justified thing, he was yeah. supposed to fly in the town. To have a scene with um, uh, uh, Earl. No, not Earl. Um, Errol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because Tim was sick and they had this complete due to shifting, he arrived a day late and got screwed out of a scene. Dope. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she continues. Uh, she thought that speech humanized Raylan, and uh, we were able to fast forward to the release of Boyd, and it gets art sentiments, but not a long speech. I kind of love it. What do you guys think? So we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thanks us for doing the podcast. Uh, she can't wait to You're see welcome. season four of Justified. So, Me either. She says, I don't I'm watch really the other shows, but I think I will check in on those podcasts just to hear the banter. Oh, man, you'd be so lost. Our recaps are not thorough enough to actually keep track of the story. <laughs> uh, Especially Mad Men. Game of Thrones you can maybe jump in on. I don't know. Uh, I think it'd be difficult on any show. Man. What about Walking <laughs> if Dead? You don't have, uh, Walking Dead has no plot. <laughs> that's true here's the plot if you want to hear a guy i gotta i gotta find hour. my family i found my family my family's annoying as fuck we <laughs> we found this farm we leave this farm there boom <laughs> yeah. everyone is infected boom you boom. just got every seasons one and two right there there i just recapped it and like that's <laughs> fuck the apocalypse edition yeah that's pretty good that was the rickified aaron edition uh i guess you could do that I just worry that you won't want to watch these excellent shows after we, you, you got, do you that. Got, look, 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 look. We've got uh, Whitney. Here's the deal. We've got all the episodes of The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones recapped. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there waiting for you. Pick which one you think it might be your favorite. Start listening. You could listen to all of our, sh- you know, all the stuff uh, in in step. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Breaking Bad, where we just jumped in on season, season four. Season four. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, started making hay. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving on, Shep, he said, So you guys drink Shine during Justified and booze it up for Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you'll be in the Crystal Meth while Breaking Bad, <laughs> when Breaking Bad comes back? I hope not, although that would certainly make for some interesting casting. <laughs> I don't know that it would. It'd just be 25 minutes of you scratching your beard. And, and you'd be you'd be <laughs> screaming, Aaron! <laughs> <laughs> we should that should have been our april fool's joke yeah the tucker cast there's lots i hope you like lots of sound effects of us digging <laughs> uh none of the people listening get this joke except for shep yeah well it's hilarious if you do uh what can we drink though 
Uh, I was thinking I would drink some wine because Walt loves his wine oh. or possibly coffee. Coffee? Yes. <laughs> Dead Although, man's coffee. Yeah, we record these a little late for me to be drinking coffee at like 1030. Maybe when you take the last sip, you're like, okay, the coffee's run out. The podcast is over. <laughs> this means something. The, how do you measure the time of your podcast? One cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> or thermos, maybe. Or drink decaf, right? There you go. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian Pittsburgh says, hey, guys, after initially being very disappointed following my first viewing of Slaughterhouse, I have turned the corner after second viewing, and now I'm only slightly disappointed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my original viewing, just like in our podcast, our original <laughs> viewing was hindered by my anticipation for an epic scene to close the season like in season two. And after watching yeah. it a second time, I now appreciate the episode more, but still feel disappointed. I think 312 was the better episode. Maybe not better, but certainly more surprising. And I guess I was expecting this episode to be a topper episode rather than a complimentary piece. I really like the slaughterhouse scene, especially when Carl's reached for a severed arm when they have Raylan pulled away. <laughs> essentially saying, this ain't yours no more. Piggy bait <laughs> comment might have been the funniest line all season. Yep. Either that or Raylan saying to other guys at the office uh, where he said he disarmed Quarles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like how Quarles took the family hostage. It seemed a little too cliche for a cop show. And like most cop shows, the arc was resolved with someone being disarmed. Nice. Uh, also, good call on fingering cousin Johnny as the Benedict Arnold. Thank you. Yeah. I think that will be a major plot point of the early part of season four. Mm-hmm. I always thought Johnny seemed a little bitter to the Crowders since Boyd first asked him to join his crew. Don't know where else they can go season four, which makes me excited, but brings me uh, to mind my slight disappointment. I really wanted this episode to be like season three finale for Breaking Bad. Yeah, mm. that's that's a good point. Um, uh, I they, wanted, well, they did that with They wanted a cliffhanger. Two. A cliffhanger, right? Uh, okay. The, uh, Justified has yet to do a cliffhanger. They haven't done a cliffhanger, but they hit such a high note with season two as far as plot goes. Just like, oh man, this lady killed herself. Uh, and then out, done. All right. But with this one, they hit you. They hit you emotionally, and I liked it. What if Raylan walks out of Winona's house, mm-hmm. and out of the darkness steps Quarles, one armed Quarles, with a chainsaw on his arm, <laughs> and he puts it to Winona's throat uh-huh. and says, "Revenge will be mine." Uh-huh. That would have been cool. No, no. <laughs> jumping shark material. Uh, regards to still a great episode and a good wrap-up for a stellar season. Overall, on a mm-hmm. scale of 1 to 10, with season 4 of either The Wire or Breaking Bad being a perfect 10, I would give this season a solid 8.5, with season 2 getting an 8.0. I just thought this was a better season overall from start to finish. More villains is definitely a better formula for this show, and I hope they continue on that path. Totally agree. I think that's a yeah. very fair way of putting it. I might give it a 9, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not as good as season 4 or even 3 of The Wire or Breaking Bad. Yeah, I think the talent of these writers and producers, directors, the whole team working on Justified is weaving those intricate plot details yes. together. That is what has really captivated me this season uh, that I don't see in other television shows. Hmm. Fair point. Uh, so Godspeed, gentlemen. And P.S. Blue Yonder cast about PAX East? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm still doing a few podcasts <laughs> yeah. a week. If you want to go, the guys we shacked up with, uh, the crew out of the personal, the personal arrogance crew, pa.baldmove.com. Yeah. They actually did an episode and they talked about everything we did, like all the board games we played and yep. how much fun we had. So if you want to give those assholes from Seattle a try, uh, they recapped it pretty good for us. 
Moving on, some quick takes on Facebook. David Jacob said, overall, I was disappointed. It didn't feel epic in any way. After a great season of quarrels, his weakest performance. Kidnapping the kids felt kind of lame. Everyone else just seemed tired or something. Only one, well, Tim was running 103 degree fever, apparently. <laughs> Only one who really tore it up was Ava. Ava. Best moment, the piggy bank. That was good. Uh, Diamond Router said, damn, no one could have guessed what the hell was going to happen in this episode. Agreed. Uh, no one saw the disarming coming. No, no I one saw Arlo. I mean that they got. I think if you get over what you were expecting and you see what yeah. they delivered, who called it? Did anyone fucking call it? Yeah. So uh, it was entertaining. I was gonna say with that last uh, k- kind of negative uh, review there, I see why people didn't like it. Yes. If they didn't like it. Yes. Because it was not what we were expecting. At yes. All. Uh, so I'm not going to shit all over people who didn't like this. Oh, hell no. I think that's a perfectly valid opinion. Uh, Ed K says, well, Chekhov's Cleaver did make a return. Now, Yost said we won't hear Brad Paisley over to credits, and we know why. <laughs> Was that because we had to watch Zombieland and UFC previews instead? What the fuck? Mm. Uh, I think, the, I guess, that's proof that Quarles didn't die. Because else, if Quarles bled out, like, I thought we... Yeah. I, I believed that until I read the interviews. I felt... I even even said that. I'm like, what the hell? Why was there no? You'll never leave Harlan alive hmm. because of shit. People died. Yeah, Tom died. Quarles, well, we thought died. Right. Quarles would have been a perfect one too because yeah. the carpetbagger whole thing. Oh, You'll never sure, leave Harlan yeah. alive. Uh, Eddie says all the bad guys lived. I would have liked to seen a big showdown, but still quite the disarming episode to end a great season. You wouldn't happen to have an ibuprofen, would you? <laughs> Priceless. Uh, spinoff idea. Raylan chases Jesse after he kills Walter in a very public way. Think about it, bitch. <laughs> I'm all for it. Oh, that would be a fucking awesome totally. spinoff. Totally. I think better yet, they should team up to go after Walt. <laughs> you see Raylan try to work with Jesse? With Boyd, too? <laughs> oh, no. It's like Charlie's Angels, only more badass and masculine. Yeah. Uh, Sean Meredith says, Unlikely that Quarles could have survived the blood loss from being disarmed mm-hmm. and doubtful that anyone present would have applied a tourniquet to stop the bleeding. I agree, yeah. but uh, it looks like that, regard believability or not, Yost is keeping him in his uh, little stockpile of villains going forward. All right. James Forrest said, this didn't feel like a season finale, more like an episode in the middle of the season. Something crazy had to happen, hence the Quarrel's arm getting chopped off scene. But overall, this episode felt too mechanical and not well thought out. We had no, hmm. uh, he criticized, like me, no emotional connection to the random family introduced, which was held hostage. Yeah. So we didn't care what Quarrel's did to them. Uh, quick question. Did you think when he took two young boys as a hostage that that was going to come up? The what was going to come up? His dealing with young boys. Oh, no. I Since they were, I think that his is very situational. It's a male prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. That definitely. trip him off, not just necessarily any young boy. Um, he said, Quarles pointing a gun at Winona's unborn baby. That would have been uh, hmm. something to have the caliber of emotional drama that you should see in season finales. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Eric said, the man with the hat revelation was really well done. When Arlo first mentions it Boyd, at Boyd's bar, it seems like a minor point, but at the end, the memory hits hard. Mm-hmm. Somehow, Quarles' death wasn't as epic as we would have liked. Um, the piggy bank makes a nice visual, but seriously, how does that work long term? Wouldn't Limehouse have to move the money to a fresher carcass every few weeks? <laughs> yeah. And does someone get to stuff the wads of cash down one by one down the dead pig's throat, up its ass? It seems time-consuming and a hard thing to keep secret. It was very cool, but yeah, I was thinking that too. I just assumed that Limehouse did it all of himself. Really? All that's of what he, yeah. That's why he's in the slaughterhouse all the time? Yeah. 
The other thing is, like, if you smoke cure that, doesn't mm-hmm. it, like, pretty much stay forever? Uh, not not forever, but for a long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like you'd yeah. be having to swap that out every week or so. True. Uh, I like it how the more lovingly Limehouse describes how he's preparing something, the bigger a can of whoop-ass he's about to open by the time he finishes. What? That's the Arl. He was talking about the pig's tongue, the Arl, mm-hmm. the Arl. He yeah. wants to say Arl. And it's like the more elaborate he is about describing something, the more pain you're in for. Huh. Okay. Uh, uh, Limehouse brought a cleaver to a gunfight and won. It's the <laughs> yeah, manliest version of rock, paper, and scissors ever. <laughs> Okay, what were uh, what were the what was the paper there? Was that Raylan with no gun? Yeah, probably <laughs> uh, Raylan with a gun on an arm. <laughs> it's rock. It's uh, Cleaver, gun, Marshall, <laughs> Cleaver, gun, hat, Cleaver, gun, go. hat. There you go. Uh, I'm imagining the fun quarrels could have with the prosthetics. That would be pretty freaking sweet. Oh man, you a bionic a chainsaw, arm or yeah. like a minigun or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie says Quarles is not dead. This is how they're going to tie in the Detroit mob for next season. And yeah. no one mentioned that Limehouse betrayed Boyd via Johnny. A uh, good call, by the way, Aaron. Setting up a war between them, giving the Detroit mob the opportunity to side in and take over the Oxy trade. Raylan has now even more of a reason to dislike Boyd because of the Arlo situation. The fuse is lit for next season, and I love that that's cute line Raylan said about Quarles' sleeve gun. Hmm. Uh, Kimberly says. Uh, she was disappointed that Raylan wasn't the one to do the deed to Quarles. Boyd's line seemed a little too dramatic and overacted when he's talking to Abe at the house. I, I guess that's what finally sold me on their relationship. So yeah, I had a whole different take on that. Uh, loved Abe as a badass. Sorry to say though, that her calves look huge in those boots. <laughs> <laughs> are we, are we accusing Abe of having cankles, Kimberly? I always like girls with boots. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, she, well, she's, I gotta go, go back and see that now. All right. To go check it out. Get my fashion review. <laughs> uh, finally, or penultimately, uh, Josh said, I agree that it didn't seem like enough of an end, but I think it does give us more to look forward to. Instead of a nice, neat package and end where you know the next season will be the next big story arc, we actually have something to tie us in. I, for one, loved it. Mm. Great pace, writing, and cinematography, especially after the letdown of what could have been a cool Crowder, uh, Crowder's Eleven app. Crowder's oh, like 11, Ocean's like Eleven, a, Crowder's yeah. Eleven. That would be fucking cool. Trying to get the get into the bank and take the money. I have one last email. It's kind of long. What, what, how are we doing on time? Uh, we Since we don't have a spoiler section, we're good. Okay. So it's Ted. Yeah. Who's been sending us missives from uh, Harlan County all season long. Mm-hmm. And he saved the best for last. Uh there, his grandfather had his 81st birthday this weekend. Whoa, congratulations. He sat down to talk to him, and for since this was all fresh on his mind, he uh, this is the same grandfather he talked about running for county clerk, and he worked as a dispatcher for the Kentucky State Police uh, in Harland. Um, so they started talking about bootlegging, and he asked if he knew Mags Bailey, a question that he'd never really brought up before. Huh. So he proceeded to tell me about going with the state police on searches after warrants were issued and coming across an extremely large amount of do- uh, $1 bills and a few half pints of moonshine. Hmm. Uh, he said, parenthetically, warnings and hiding places kept the rest safe. He said that when he opened the drawer up and said, well, Mags, what do you think this belongs to? She told my grandfather and the other officers that it belonged to her brother, who was a Holcomb. He apparently always took the blame to keep Mags out of uh, Mag out of trouble. Um, huh. Let's see. He said that he mentioned at least two Harlan judges and a couple of lawyers of whom received the Mag Bailey Collegiate Scholarship in exchange for protection when they graduated and began practicing law. 
He explained how Moggs. Wow. He, he's got this interview. He sent us an audio file of it too because he got his recorder out and recorded him. Uh, we'll have to paste that at the end of this. Yeah. yeah. Um. He said. Uh, it's a weird Apple format. You're gonna have to help me with that. <laughs> okay. He explained how the deal with the sheriffs worked as well, with a squad car in front of and behind the car bringing in a shipment of booze and a perhaps parking a cruiser near the establishment to aid in prohibiting bright-eyed robbers seeking to gain access to untraceable cash flows. <laughs> so sure, booze had a police escort and police protection. <laughs> wow. Badass. Wow. All in all, he says, she was a real sweet woman. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she was. She seemed like it. Uh, he tells about counting more than $100,000 of Mag's cash before Marshall's confiscated it from the KSP and a trooper hiding in an outbuilding and watching Mag sneak in one of her hiding spots before cussing out the trooper. Uh, he also talks a little bit of, uh, about a benevolence. He says, we hope you enjoy it, and here's the high hopes that this season's finale is as memorable as Mag's exit was last season. He sent us to us just before. Yeah. So, whether it's already in the glass or already up the sleeve, it's sure to be a slaughterhouse. So, Well, I don't know if we're doing another one of these episodes, but I do want to thank uh, Ted for all that information and all of our listeners for supporting us uh, through this podcast. Also, Ed so, K for hooking us up with uh, Taylor yep. Elmore, who yep. we're going to try to get the back signal out and get a retrospective yep. and look ahead. Uh, probably won't be a real long one, but uh, and it may not be on our usual schedule. So. Yeah, it's just going to be how however we can get because we're kind of at the mercy of uh, his schedule. But if yeah. we can get one, we'll have a nice little thirty forty minute uh, discussion with him, hopefully. And mm-hmm. as always, uh, we'll make sure we let you guys know on Facebook and Twitter so you can send in your questions for him, the man. Want to just go straight into the outro? I think we're since we're on That's the subject. What we're doing. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to give us feedback about this or any of our podcasts. You can do so with justified at baldmove.com. Really, if you send any of our emails, we all get them. They all go to the same place, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people, I think, have clued uh, onto that. And this uh, week, you might want to highlight our other podcast since this one is going off the air for another year. Nah. I don't have to do anything like that. What do you mean highlight? <laughs> I mean, tell people that, look, we do these podcasts. Oh. So if you're interested in these shows. If you're at sad and you're bummed out about the end of Justified, uh, again, we have complete coverage Season one, the current season of Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. We have complete coverage of season four of the uh, Breaking Bad, which is a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. And what am I missing? Oh, Mad Men. We just started Mad Men yep. season five. So if you're a big fan of Mad Men, we also cover that. Uh, but if you're not, probably too late to jump in now. <laughs> Get on Netflix. Start watching. Start watching from the beginning because you will not understand it. Yeah. Um, so all that stuff you can find at our website, baldmove.com. Uh, if you'd like to keep up with us on Facebook, uh, we got lots of fan participation. It's getting bigger and bigger every day. Facebook.com slash bald move. I man that with mad Bruce help. Uh, Jim holds down Twitter at bald move. Mm-hmm. We both really appreciate if you haven't already given us iTunes reviews and, uh, subscriptions because we've become, we're the number one justified podcast on the internet now. And there are two, so that's saying a lot. <laughs> There's three. <laughs> are there? Okay. Fucking Buzz Network. Oh, yeah. Those uh, guys. But we've slaughtered all those people with your guys' help. So, I don't think again, we've slaughtered anybody. I no, think, David uh, Chin's cast is really good. We may have taken an arm off, but nobody's <laughs> dead yet. <laughs> a tourniquet has been applied. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, again, we thank you so much because it's all you guys. You know, yeah. we don't, we can't review, you know, we can't give us that many reviews. Just we only have, I only have like couple. three email accounts. Jim's got like two. Yeah. So we don't get to five. That's not enough. It's all you people. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So, um, also the other way you can really help support us besides telling 
your friend. Um, you know, because there's five million people who watch Justified. You're implying that they only have one friend. That's not nice. Tell multiple friends okay. and family members and coworkers. Uh, Justified. There's five million people watching the show. Not that many people listen to the cast. We've got room to improve. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Uh, the final way uh, that. You know, we appreciate everyone that does, but if you're shopping on Amazon anyway, please remember to use the Amazon.baldmove.com link, or you can actually go to baldmove.com, and Jim's got a nifty new banner that you click on. What that does, it sets your affiliate tag to us, and anything that you order in that session, uh, we get a tiny cut of Amazon's cut. It's not an extra charge. It's not extra shipping or any kind of, like, I want a dollar to go to Bald Move. It's just... We get to keep a little bit of the money that Amazon is going to keep anyway. Yeah, and, and if you want to, if you want to complain to me about the banner, uh, I had people complaining they couldn't find the link, so that's nah, why I, I put up the it's, banner. It's tasteful. I hope so. I try to make it as small as possible. It's, it's blindingly so. yellow, right? It or, is like like international it orange. It's Amazon colors. Oh, okay. Well, that's why. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate everyone that's helped us because we've basically been able to run this revenue neutral. Yeah. And that's nice because else we'd be out hundreds of dollars on bandwidth. And a lot of hours a week, you know. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, we don't, we're definitely not getting paid cha-ching for this. Uh, but it's nice that we're not going in the hole. Exactly. And again, it's yeah. you people doing that for us. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. It, super always, appreciated. Anytime we get a positive review or we get a little cha-ching from Amazon, it makes us feel good. So thank yep. you very much. It's been a fun season. I'm so glad everybody clued us into the show. It was yeah. a fun catch. I mean, it's been... I wasn't even watching it before... This season. It's crazy when you think about we crammed in both seasons <laughs> and then got this and we're doing forecasts at a time. Uh, it's been it's been fun. It it's has been, been tiring. Yeah. I want to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's call this a cast. Hopefully, we'll see you in a week or two with a recap. If mm-hmm. not, we'll see you next season. Yeah. And as usual, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you next time. See you